Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fiction and fantasy. Can't I have drama and romance. I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe I'll listen to our podcast. You can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick. 1984's Johnny Dangerously. Now, Johnny Dangerously is a it's a parody of a 1930s gangster film. Um, it's the premise is that Michael Keaton plays Johnny Dangerously, a honest, good-hearted boy who's turned to a life of crime to save his ailing mother's health. And hilarity ensues. Okay. Uh, this time, hilarity actually doesn't. <laughs> so. This okay. was written by Harry Colmoby, Jeff Harris, Bernie Kodolf, and Norman Steinberg. Did they write anything else that was interesting? I don't ever look because it's four of them and that takes a lot of time. You really just have to look at the one that they say first because he gets to stop billing. Oh, well, in that case, I'm still not going to look. <clears throat> the director of this wonderful opus, I just saw it and left his name. Amy, it's a she. Yeah, it is. Amy Heckerling. Now, I know what you're going to say. Did she do anything else? I didn't look. A lot. Clueless, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Look Who's wow. Talking, One and Two. There you go. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Starring Michael Keaton, which you may have seen him in this nice little ditty, Birdman. Mm-hmm. Or Mr. Mom. Or Mr. Batman. Mom. Or, no, he wasn't in Batman. No, he was. He was Batman. He was Multiplicity. also in Multiplicity. Multiplicity. <laughs> he was in this little ditty called Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Lots of good movies. Gung-ho. Uh, Joe Piscopo, who you may know from the movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris. No, I don't. <laughs> or the movie Dead Heat. Or you may not know him. It's mm. funny because I know his name, but I've never really seen anything else he was in. He's really famous for really Saturday Night funny. Live. He was one of the not ready for primetime players, one of the originals. Mm. So, um, Mary Lou Henner, who's very famous for Taxi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maureen Stapleton has been in a bunch of stuff. She was in Cocoon. She was uh, in, let's see, <laughs> Living and Dining, Snow Cat, Addicted to Love. These okay. are, she's been in, I don't know, she got like a thousand acting credits. She was in B.L. B. Stryker with Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is. She was also in The Money Pit. Yes, she was. That's a good movie. I really like that movie. Peter Doyle. You may know him from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He's very big in that. Taxi Driver. He was also in Young Frankenstein, Red Heat, things like that. Mm-hmm. Those are his big credits. Dom DeLuise had a, a thing in it, so I wanted to welcome him back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Danny DeVito had a small part. Um, Ray Walston, who you may know from... Popeye. Popeye. Welcome back yep. to the podcast. He's also a fast time. This is my high. 
and things like that. He was kind of a tertiary character, but still kind of fun. All right, so let's get to it. What did you think going in Elaine? I thought, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Carly? <laughs> I thought, this isn't really my kind of movie. I'm not like, movies that are super intentionally funny, I don't usually think are terribly funny. So I, I didn't have the highest of hopes. Wow. I'm afraid to ask. Tony? <laughs> Tony was thrilled. <laughs> I, was, I was thrilled. I've, I've seen this movie a million times, and I was like, I'll watch this again. Okay. All right. So here's some reviews. Here's one. Name's Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Did you know your last name's an adverb? In the last 20 years, movie parodies have become really, really bad. Waste of time and money. Utilizing weak actors and exploiting um, out-of-work celebrities. But this one is considerably different. Um, it's an ensemble cast and has a lot of fun and it's actually fun. That is from Azagard41. That, that was a good one. I like that it quoted the movie, so. Uh, let me find my negative review. It's in here. See, there's so, there's so few. <laughs> this is why you do it beforehand. And well, you I looked at it and it was like, okay, this is the one I want, but it was on the same page as the other one. It's just down there quite a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, here it is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Overrated. It's a lighthearted comedy that tries too hard to be funny while holding on to uh, a genre that never doesn't really need to be made. Other gangster movies have done better, and this just wasn't funny. Oh, that uh, person maybe didn't understand that it was supposed to be a spoof. I don't know. I don't really think very many spoof movies need to be made, though. That's true. Yeah. I agree. Which is why I wasn't so thrilled about this. So, obviously, never seen Loaded Weapon. Nope. This movie got. <laughs> I mean, some of them are really good, like Spaceballs, Hot Shots. Well, this I've movie's Metacritic score was a 54 and got a 6.5 out of 10 here on the old IMDb. Mm -hmm. Its budget was a whopping $9 million. <laughs> wow. How much did it make? 17.1. Okay. Not a whole lot, though. Yeah. And. Almost doubled its budget, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, but when you think about a successful movie, it's usually more than that. <laughs> and I was going to say, but why did you pick it for the podcast? Because it only got 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that makes our genre. So, <laughs> so let's get started, shall we? Yes, we Without shall. Without any further adieus, goodbyes, hellos, or maybes, while I try to find where I put my notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're really asleep at the wheel today, aren't you, babe? <laughs> All right, so, opening credits. We have a nice song here, sung by the great Weird Al Yankovic. And I know what I was thinking when I first saw it. I was like, wow, this came out in How old is Weird Al Yankovic? Old. Yeah. Old, yeah. Anyway, so we get credits. My favorite Weird Al album, Dare to be Stupid, came out in 85. Transformers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wasn't. Welcome back to Dare the podcast. To be from Weird Al Yankovic. soundtrack. <laughs> wow. Um, so, we don't get a good opening credits anymore, and we can, you know, <laughs> when you see movies, they just put them at the end now. Mm -hmm. So, it's 1935. We're at Kelly's Pet Store. Johnny is there, and he's feeding the pets. He comes out with a big tray. All right, who ordered the, who ordered the veal? And he's giving it to everybody, and he's like, hey, you ordered, Benny, you ordered the fish. You're not going to lie. I didn't like the way it looks, so I got you some else. And it's, it's funny, though. It looks like they order things. And So, a kid comes in <laughs> as the phone rings. Ma, how are you, Ma? He's talking to his mother on the phone. And the kid's there and he steals a puppy. <laughs> and he, as he's getting walking out, 
Mm-hmm. Johnny catches him. He goes, what was that? Anti-theft devices in 1935. Good thing he invented those. <laughs> it's tied, tied onto his tail. Yep. So, Johnny asks him, you think you're a tough guy in a life of crime? Like, tough enough, tougher than you. So, Sit down, let me tell you a story. And here's the best part, is that as it starts to get that... The kid's like, what is that? He's like, it always does that when I start telling stories. Don't worry about it. It'll go away in a minute. <laughs> and we cut back to 1910. Mm-hmm. Johnny tells about a kid. And uh, he said, back in the day, times were hard. 97% of all immigrants had to live in a two-block radius. And there was a law that you had to walk around all day long wearing a hat. We see Johnny's mother, and we see that it's snowing. And, oh, Johnny... It's the worst July yet because it's snowing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. <laughs> so Johnny's selling papers on the corner, and he's not really selling because he's just giving people. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this other kid, Danny Vermin, comes there and he starts. First, you know he's a bad guy because he has scissors and he cuts the leash There's of a blind, blind man who's yeah. a guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they have a little fight over the street corner, a little fisticuffs, if you will. Just then, we happen to see that Mr. Dundee is watching. He goes, oh, I want to see this. Because everybody wants to watch two kids fight over mm-hmm. a street corner. Mm-hmm. Well, who wouldn't? And Johnny wins, and Dundee calls him over there, and he says, uh, Jocko, I'm Jocko Dundee. He's uh, Peter Boyle and Peter Boyle. Mike Dickus. <laughs> Mike Dickus is, is his driver. And he offers Johnny a job. He says, hey, how would you like to make a 50? And he's like, oh, but I wouldn't have to break the law. They'd be like breaking my mother's heart. He's like, all right, if you change your mind, you know where I'll be. The Club 25. And he's out of there. Just then, Johnny gets home, and he's going up the stairs. It looks like he goes up about 45 flights of stairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yep. the number on his door is 401. <laughs> it's like the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> so, the doctor's just coming out of his apartment, and he sees him and says, Johnny, your mom's going to need a surgery. Well, how much is it going to cost? 49.95. But just this week on. Of course. Where's he going to get that kind of money? And wouldn't you know, it's the same. That shit's amazing right there. Just amazing. <laughs> All right. What is this mom getting surgery for? Do we remember this? I don't Did remember this one. Like, the it's pancreas. Always, right? It's always something No, weird. the pancreas was later, I think. I, I don't the know. thyroid was later. No, the second one's the thyroid surge. We can't find it. Yeah. And at some That's point, it's weird. her throat. She can't spit. <laughs> her saddleberry glands. Maybe it is the pancreas I think it's the, the first pancreas time. first, then it's the throat, then it's the thyroid. So I remember thinking, damn, that's pretty cheap. Pancreas? <laughs> that was 1910. All right, so mom's also, doing. Also, yeah, they were doing shit for her pancreas no. in 1910. I know they were gonna make it worse. Cut it open, pet it, and then sew it, sew it back so up. So just then, uh, mom's in there. She's doing laundry, and Tommy's coloring in his book. He goes, oh, look, color everything purple. Look at that, good for you. Johnny gives his mother. It's her birthday. His gift. And she opens it. She goes, an ashtray. I was thinking of starting smoking. This clinches it. How's my Irish? Is it good? It's not bad. Not bad? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And he says, happy 29th birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says, here's hoping I make it to 30. Yeah. The lady's like 60. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's only... So times were tough. Johnny yeah. leaves and, and he reconsiders Jocko's offer to make a 50. So he goes and finds Jocko and you see the Dundee gang and they go to Roman Moroni's casino. And Roman Moroni never forgets that Fargan face. It comes in and it's Roman. It's not funny. It is and funny. It's no. not funny <laughs> at all. He Don't every be... time he talks and he says these things that you think are supposed to be funny, it's not funny. Don't be an icehole. 
It's not oh, funny. I'm going to be a nice hole without this guy. <laughs> he is annoying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's Fargan Moore, if you ask me. <laughs> this is Fargan Moore. Okay, well, anyway. So, Roman's like, all right, don't be adopted in no Fargan trick. Or you end up with your bells in a sling. The listener... If you don't understand, that's fine. It's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> we apologize for this portion of the podcast. So Johnny's there, and he comes in later, because all the guys get patted down. All right, they can go play. Johnny comes out with papers, and he's, you know, giving the papers, and everybody grabs their guns. You know, there's, there's guns concealed in the papers. This is mm-hmm. sneaky shit. Just then, Jocko pulls out his gun. Bang! All right, everybody put him up. And Roman Maroney loses his fucking mind. Because we just want Maroney's money. <laughs> yeah, you take your money. But it does look like our kid is taking money just off random tables. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he doesn't care. No. <laughs> Which yeah. is what you would do. You fucking bastards! I'm gonna rip over your dog. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good part. Anyway, real quick before we get any further, I want to dedicate this 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 podcast to my uncle Chris because we used to love saying these Roman Roni lines to each other, Aww. and he's a real ice hole that guy. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> So all the guys are getting out. Just then, someone takes a shot at, at Jocko and catches him right in a cigarette case. We don't know that yet. <laughs> and they shut the doors. And Norman's like, give me a Fargan gun! And just great, because Johnny starts slinging his papers at people. And he's kicking them. He's jumping around. And Roman's there. He's just a Fargan kid. And they're able to get out. And Jocko and Johnny run out. And it's a big thing. Ha ha! And he tells, Roman tells Johnny. No, no, Jocko. No, he tells mm-hmm. Johnny, I remember this. Roman Moroni never forgets a Fargan face. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Johnny grows up, an average poverty-stricken kid, and we see him dancing to try to impress a, a young lady. Some break dancing. It's yeah. impressive. It was impressive. Can you make that rapper a little bit louder while we enjoy your minutes? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> the answer was yes, and we're sorry about this, too. That <laughs> All right, and this we find Johnny's mother, and he needs she needs an operation. It's a thyroid search, mm. nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You can't find it. That's the problem. Okay. I think it's. I think that's fine. <laughs> well, it's an important gland. Yeah. It is very important. I know. So Johnny does what anybody reasonably would do. He joins up with the Jocko Dundee gang, and turns into what seems to be like a neighborhood um, folk hero, if you will. Everybody loves him. Johnny, how are you, Johnny? He's waving at people. Even the Pope is there. Oh, and he comes and he gives a wad of money to the Pope, played by who? Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. <clears throat> just, oh, great. And he gives him a wad of money, and Johnny still has money in his hand. And the Pope's like, oh. So he gives the rest of the money. He's like, oh, and they all clap. And Greg, people, people, remember, on the street, I may be Johnny Dangerously, but as far as my mother and my brother are concerned, that's right. You're just Johnny Kelly, a successful nightclub owner. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Neighborhood's in on it. Yeah, everybody's in on it because everybody loves Johnny Dangerously. Well, yep. he just gives out money and he's friendly. He's a charismatic guy. Well, he's like the schooner tuna mm-hmm. of gangsters. You know, the tuna with a heart. Mm-hmm. He, he's the gangster with a heart. You don't get that. Either. Carly doesn't get that. <laughs> go I get that, on. though. Go and watch Mr. Mom. <laughs> you should watch Mr. Mom. It's real good. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. And boom, when you know, his mother's still doing laundry. Mom, what are you doing laundry for? And what else is she doing? She's, oh, great, Ma, what are you making? Beer. Oh, <laughs> beer with noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prohibition. Yeah. 
And we find that Tommy wants to drop out of college. Tommy, what do you want to drop out of college for? Yes, I can't say it in front of mom. All right, we'll come up to my place later and we'll talk about it. But mom knows. Mom knows. It's yes. because he wants to get married to his fiance so he can have lots and lots of sex. You want to get laid. You want to hump your brains out. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. <laughs> Which is not something you ever want your mom to say to you. No. <laughs> and we cut If I said that to Cross, he would be ter- he would be traumatized. <laughs> Please don't say that to Cross. I'm sure, I thought I'm just, maybe she was pregnant. Like we have—I don't want to say in front of mom, but we have to get married. <laughs> I feel like that is something you would say in front of your mom. Yeah. We're expecting company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was before you can say I'm pregnant on TV. <laughs> we gotta get married, mom. We're expect- I don't see why getting married would mean he would have to drop out of law school, though. I don't know why those things are linked, but yeah. I guess for plot purposes, I guess. Yep. <laughs> So at Johnny's nightclub, we find Lil, uh, Lil played by Mary Lou Henner, and all the girls go crazy for Johnny. I want you to be my first, Johnny. No, Johnny, I want you to be my first. Look at my boobs, Johnny. They, none of them say that, but they're all like pointing. <laughs> he goes into the club, and they're the girls are the girls that work at the club, and they're mm-hmm. practicing the act, the nightclub act, which you didn't say. It didn't make any sense. And then they all go bananas when he walks in. in. Except for the new girl, Lil Sheridan, which is the dumbest fucking name. What the hell? <laughs> Horbath. <laughs> Lil Sheridan. She's like a little hotel. <laughs> is she a motel? Is she a Horbath? At least Horbath was from. You know where the you take. You know where you, you know where whores take their bath in the Little Sheridan. It's a hotel. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, Johnny makes a half-assed attempt to pick up Lil. He takes a business card, he puts it in her bosoms, if you will. Mm-hmm. No, she has little pockets on her boobs. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is weird. So then he, yeah. has, he has to take Whenever I see a shirt with the little pockets on the boobs, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> so men can put business cards in them, apparently. And then I don't take buy them. Back them. Out. <laughs> well, and then, you know, she shuts them down. You should maybe buy one, and then Tony yeah. can just put things in your pocket. It's okay to have one pocket on... You know, on the front of a shirt. Yeah. But whenever there's two, I just feel like it's silly. <laughs> mm. Well, she shuts him down. He has to take back his card. And he's ex- kind of excited about it. He's like, the first time I've taken this card back, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. She seems to like it, too. Nowadays, they'd say that's sexual harassment. Look, he's harassing her. Yeah. <laughs> it's not harassment if she likes it. We've discussed this many times. Well, baby, it's cold. Dad, she so. clearly <laughs> likes it. All right. So anyway, Johnny is smitten as a kitten. And he goes to tell his co-workers about her they're like oh you met her yeah we know <laughs> they all seem to enjoy her as well but describe her as in, they say he's not he doesn't stand a chance because apparently she shut everybody down he's good johnny, for her he's johnny dangerously all right so danny vermin's there and he's the new member of the gang and he's got this big gun and it shoots through schools Okay. He lived up to a lot of people's expectations. Mm, that's right. Became a real piece of shit. Is it 84 Magnum or something? 88, yeah. I think 88. it's it shoots through school. Which is weird. <laughs> and Danny says, women, they're there to, to weaken us and laugh at us when we take our clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. And Joe Piscopo delivers it with just such He's good in zeal. Yeah. So just then, a package arrives, and it's a robot of Roman Maroney with a Tommy gun, and he's shooting up the room. Because the, the Maroney war is still going strong. Mm-hmm. But he was shooting for shit, and he didn't get it with. 
Well, it wasn't really him. It was a robot. I know, but it was a he robot in 1930s. Anything. That was a really good goddamn robot. Yeah, it was. It has a note on it. It says he hopes he got some of you bastards. Some of you bastards. Yeah. And Johnny's like, oh, I'm going to take care of this because, you know, something, something subtle. Well, what's his name wants to kill him. Yeah. But Johnny's like, no, no. I got I this. I got this. I'm going to do something subtle. So just then we see Johnny's in a... Uh, an aircraft and he drops a bomb (laughs) and drops a a little literally drops a bomb yeah literally like World War One style (laughs) drops a bomb and Roman's there and he's talking to his manager and he's like how was the deal so I said oh we were turning away that's what I'm talking about knock down that wall knock down that wall he's talking about expanding his club knock down that fucking wall because they could have more people and make more money if the club were bigger and he gets just hit then with the, the bomb. bomb lands at their feet, and they're both fine. A little, a little soot, but other than that, they're fine. And Romaroni delivers the line. Tony, what's the line? He doesn't remember. No, this farging war. This well, is yeah, and it comes war. in the newspaper. But spins. you think it would have? It should have blown out the front of the building, and he should have been like grateful because he did the. He knocked down the walls. When Why he was still was fine, he? I thought he was be like, "Oh, the walls are gone." Awesome. I know. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so now we cut to Tommy, who's at Johnny's place, and there's some women there, and they're scantily clad. They're, they're you know, the bosoms are about to fall out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, Tommy's really into it. Oh, wow. They're in, like, bustiers and short skirts. <laughs> and, all right, sure, why not? So then Johnny's like, I know what you're thinking. This looks great, but it's not easy. This is tough. It's a sickness. Yeah. And his he brings brother's him. like, if I don't have sex, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> so then he, he brings his brother into his room where he pulls out his projector. And it shows him a short film. Entitled what, Elaine? Your testicles and you. <laughs> it was upsetting. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in a while. This film I find upsetting. <laughs> Watch out for ESS. Yeah. Lars Scrotum Syndrome. Syndrome. That's right. The little penis and testicles walking around <laughs> like a little man. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well. And then all the other guys walking around with the giant balls. The The little cartoon. It's like, what? It's very... Well, it works. And Tommy says, I'm going back to law school. They never explain how it correlates to sex, though, either. Because if you you don't don't don't. take care of your testicles, they'll explode. That was it. Yes, that was it. But it would make sense to have sex. (laughs) So your testicles don't explode. Don't worry about that. Don't pull on the thread. Or... The, the, peen, sat- the testicles. The peen too? Don't pull on that voice. It's a satire movie, dear. All right, so we're at the club now. Jaco Dundee there, and he makes an announcement. He says when he passes away, moves on, Johnny's going to be his successor. And then he introduces Lil, because I don't know why you're at a nightclub and you're introducing this to everybody. He's like, hey, everybody, when I'm done being a criminal, this guy will be my next criminal leader. <laughs> I don't know. I really Maybe there was only that. criminals there that night. That reminds me of back in the day when you'd like, you know, they go in there, rob the bank. It was the James gang yeah. with anybody axes. <laughs> How come no one does that shit anymore? No. I don't know. <laughs> this is the second episode of a row where you've done a bit that reminded me of John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a bit mm. the Suggins gang or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should watch some John Mulaney later. Maybe we should. You should. I might have just stole some of his shit because it sounds like it's something he would do. He does listen to a lot of. Comp. That's from New in Town. It's on Netflix. Mm. <laughs> he likes check it out. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes he listens to like the comedy radio channel uh, that show. That's just like bits of. 
I like, yeah, uh, I like Joe Rogan's one. David Tell's one of my favorites. But I can't do any of his bits because Elaine doesn't like David Tell. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get back to him. All right, so Jocko introduces Lil and she comes out and she sings a song about she wants to dress dangerously. She wants to live dangerously. She wants to love. She wants dangerously. To eat. She wants to dangerously. eat dangerously. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And so now Johnny's like, I'm in. <laughs> John goes, That's messed up. That dude just took a bracelet off his arm and gave it yeah, to the girl. Yeah, like there's she a guy. Him out. Like, like he's literally leaning across from his the, his date. He takes like a diamond bracelet off to try to give it to Lil, and then the girl hits him for doing that. <laughs> kind of enjoyed it. All right, so. Uh, end of the night, Johnny's in the back of the of the club watching all the girls. They're like, "Ooh, it's Johnny!" They're all leaving so out the back door. He's all, he felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> he Ooh, it, so he's not Rex Manning. He's way cooler than Rex Manning. No. Mm. Does he have his own day? Rex Manning has a day. Every day is Johnny Dangerously Day. Is that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So Johnny meets up with Lil, and she says, "Hey." You're not uh, just. He blocks her. He, says, he waits for the other yeah, girls to leave, and then puts his foot he up. He says, so "Well, she after can't that song, out. I thought I'd be on the green light." She goes, "Let's just say you're not on red anymore." But it's still a little. It's still amber. Amber, yeah. And they walk her, and he says, "Boy, you sure can banter." So they walk for a while, and they chat, and they end up passing. A while is like fucking. They so walk across the United States. They walk. <laughs> they, they clear New. You see, they went to New Jersey, and all of a sudden, I think they're in like Sheboygan or something, and I don't know. They're like end up in a field, and they fall in love, and they kiss, and the <laughs> fireworks the go off. <laughs> I like the fireworks go off, and you see Jaco Dundee, and he's with his guys. He goes, "Oh, you know what that means? Johnny's getting laid." <laughs> that's that's a good line. <laughs> All right, thanks. Me and Tony are enjoying these lines a lot more. Than <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Just like, cause I'm just reading them, and Tony's laughing, and you're you, you two are stone faced. Like, shut up. I feel like. I feel like you're not saying what's happening in the movie. You're just giving the lines. Because there's, th- like, there's things that are happening. And I've said them all. I just, I mm. All right. So sometime after, they don't really explain it, but now Lil's dropping Johnny off at work because the, the war has heightened. Has heated up. She's dropping him off like right out front. She, <laughs> she takes him across or the out street back or something. So he's wearing this nice white pinstripe suit, yeah. and he has to dodge bullets on his way to work. There's people in baby carriages shooting at him. There's mm-hmm. you know there's mannequins shooting at everybody's shooting at him. And this scene especially reminds me of Popeye, especially the physical comedyness of it, and that's so over the top makes me think of Popeye. Okay, just have to like roll around to avoid. A bunch of stuff and but he doesn't get dirty and yeah he doesn't get dirty at all he comes in like wiping the suit but you were just rolling and crawling on the ground <laughs> in your he, white suit he walks in Jocko's office and they have a oh boy it's tough in there not as bad as yesterday and like <laughs> yeah cookie and he gives him a fig dude just I really thought the cookies were poisoned <laughs> no because no, I knew what was going to happen next just then somebody walks in it's alright it's all good to go now Something wrong with the toilet? Oh, yeah, it was backed up. Huh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad he's done. I've really got to take a leak. Just in there. Boom! Jackal comes out. And he's, oh, my dog's in my hand. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, life is over. And Johnny's like, it's not your dog. It's the pole chain for the... Oh, good. There you are, you little bald-headed beauty. <laughs> I 
So there was a bomb in his toilet and it blew yeah. up. And, he, he, and it, it was one up. of those old toilets that have the pull chain. Yes. And it was in his hand and it looked like he blew up his I'm sorry, but, I had to try to get through all that. But before it blew up, he was like, oh, that wasn't clogged before. And, yeah. And then Johnny's like, no, don't. And But he walks out, he's fine. He's, he did not blow his dick off. His tallywhacker is still intact. His dog. My and, dog's in my hand. <laughs> which is, I don't think you should be worried about a bomb because Johnny dropped a bomb on Maroney really and it did nothing. Yes. Not very good back then. Yeah. All right. So he says, Johnny, that's it. I'm retiring. And he gives him a cigarette case with the bullet hole from earlier. It's a lucky cigarette case. And then this, the, the paper says, um, Dundee retires. And then... It scrolls down. There's a picture of Rocky from Rocky Three, and it's the headline: "Who is Johnny Dangerously?" And I didn't. Police I didn't read the paper, but I was like, "That looks like Rocky." <laughs> it was the police composite sketch. Well, this came out the same year as Rocky Three. So. Oh. All right. So we cut to Tommy graduating from law school, and Johnny's like, "Hey, I got you. Give him a card. You call this number here. They got a good job for it." He's like, "No, Johnny. I got. No, you're gonna be proud of me. I've just joined the district attorney's office." Johnny's like, "So my kid brother." who I paid to go through law school, is going to fight crime. Swell. <laughs> All right. So mom's there, and she's looking for her camera, and she's looking through, and she hands um, Lil a bunch of things, you know. A steak. A steak. And there was another object. My, I a think dildo. It was, I, was thinking, I thought it was an electric ear cleaner. <laughs> Massager. <laughs> and she, pull, she finds her camera, but it's not a camera. It's, a, it's, it's a like flask. a flask. Yeah. And Tommy's like, Mom, we can't... And she calls it, don't be a pansy. Yes, <laughs> prohibition. Uh, Mom says, you know what? With a dad like... Uh, whatever his name was, something yeah. Kelly. I can't remember. Machine Gun Kelly? No, it wasn't Machine Gun Kelly. It was something like yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, though. Mm. It's ama- love Kelly. It was something. It's amazing that neither one of her sons became a piece of shit criminal. <laughs> Johnny kind of has a look. All right. Then we have a voiceover. Johnny isn't worried too much because the DA was on his payroll. But Tommy takes it to crime and even sets his sights on Roman Maroney. So Tommy gets to work and Danny DeVito plays the DA. He's like, hey, you know what we want you to do? Ease in. Take a vacation. A <laughs> couple weeks off. A couple weeks. Ease into it. He's like, crime, it'll, crime will be here when you get back. And yeah. he's like, that's the problem. And, t- and, he start, and he even has Roman Maroney deported. To Sweden. And he's not even from there. <laughs> the look on Carly's face is like complete disgust. I have the whole thing that he says during uh, the trial. Roman says, you have violated my frog. I, but I don't think you want to hear that. No, oh, come on. Say it. Mm-hmm. All right. Say it. No. The DA's it worried. It was given unto me. Come on. Say it. Nope. The DA's worried now about Tommy. And he talks to Johnny about it. And they have a solution. We'll just get him to play ball. Mm-hmm. You know, play ball. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a part in here when Johnny was going to go legit? Mm, not yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and the gang was all of a sudden worried by the direction of the gang since, you know, hey, the gang's doing all right. And it's like, well, I don't know, Johnny. Hey, how many other gangs have a dental plan? Dental plan. <laughs> <laughs> how many? It's like, uh, Vito, how many hats you got? 108. It's a lot of hats. <laughs> Danny accuses Tommy and Johnny of being in on something. So Johnny picks him up by the collars, hangs him on a hook. He says, you shouldn't hang me on a hook, Johnny. My father hung me on a hook once. 
Once. Just once. Um, I wish that, that that had come to something. <laughs> it doesn't. He keeps saying those things, but it never comes to anything. No, he does. And Tommy's uh, coming to the DA's house. And first thing he comes in, he's like, I've got all this evidence. I have sworn statements. Johnny talks to the DA. And, and we tells, already covered that. But you didn't say it. I did. He, they decided they're going to get him to play ball. It was like two sentences ago. All right, so Tommy goes to the DA's house. He wants to talk about this evidence he's got. Uh, Johnny 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 he's got fingerprints, blood, sworn statements, and all this stuff. And, and the DA hands, he goes, it's flimsy. It'll never hold up. <laughs> and then the DA talks about how he knows he wants to get married. And I'm like, okay, he was going to drop out of law school to get married. Then he, we know he graduated, and he has done all kinds of work. They keep talking about all the criminals he's put behind bars. But he still can't afford to get married? They don't play <laughs> those guys very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that just didn't a, track for me. I so, figured he was married. <laughs> well, anyway, the DA's like, all right, well, hey, well, this isn't, it's no shop talk. We're here to socialize. And they have a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, I know you want to get married. How would you like to live in a big house and all those other things and he has like a musical game show and he's like all you have to do is play ball and the DA's house is massive it is yeah <laughs> and look you can have this uh, microwave cooker and does a turkey in just under a day a giant house and there's a fur coat to warm her and, and in the summertime wear this ice and it's like diamond diamond bikini and yeah and the DA gives him his best play ball, and then and Tommy doesn't buy it. Tommy says, I'll see you in jail. He storms out. And that's when you know. This isn't good. So, so the DA calls Johnny. Well, he tries to call Johnny. Johnny's not there. Mm-hmm. So he talks to who? Vermin. Vermin. Danny Vermin. He says, uh, so Johnny's not there. And Danny goes, uh, Johnny, the DA didn't go for you. You want to do it? Kill him. Oh. He said, take care of him. All right, that's what I figured. I've taken the liberty. Cut his brakes. So now Tommy, he's driving home, and he's he's trying to stop. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going over the and he's rolling, going rolling. ass over tea kettle as the car rolls down the hill. And we cut to Tommy ends up in a full body cast. And Mom, Ma Kelly and Johnny are there. And they're trying to figure out which one it is. And they go in the room, and there's two gentlemen in full body casts. <laughs> Ma goes, looks at him, and goes, "He's got your father's eyes. Give me a pen." And writes Tommy on his face. <laughs> on his face. Goes just in case they move him. Smart. Mm-hmm. I think I. If there were two guys in full body casts, they definitely would do something. There would be identifiers. <laughs> post-it notes. Something. They didn't have post-its yet, but that's true. So Ma Kelly tells Johnny about how his brakes failed in his car, and Johnny's like, "Brakes failed in his car." He's upset. He knows what happened. So he find, he's, he calls the DA and says, hey, let's get together. Brings him out to dinner to a nice schwanky restaurant. Wines and dines him. They order this special drink here. And he's like, oh, what is that? Malt liquor. Malt liquor. <laughs> Gives him a nice red smoking jacket. Just then, Johnny excuses himself. But no, no. And then he asks him. What's the label? Then he asks, "What's the label say?" He says, "Read it." Oh yeah, yeah I'll that's be when back he asks in a him. Minute. He goes, "What kind of beer is this?" That's when he finds out it's malt liquor. Yeah. 
And the Johnny walks away. Just then a bull breaks in. This shit's amazing. Bull well, breaks in it's, while... It's Schlitz Malt Liquor used to have a commercial. And it was... Uh, that's where this is going, coming from, I assume. Where they would go... You know, they would all drink. And it was a Schlitz Malt Liquor Bowl. And when you drink it, the... the Bull would smash him through the window. I was, remember those. I don't yeah. know. Because Tony goes, tell me if you get this joke. And I was like, I don't know, bulls like red? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it was an old, it was an old commercial. For but why a bull? Like Apparently it's a... The Schlitz bull. Okay. Commercial. Well, anyway, the bull kills the DA. Yeah. Which is probably <laughs> a bad thing because, you know, now time's going to be DA. All right. So now Johnny gets home and he's having a bad day. And we find... Um, as Johnny gets home, we see that other gangsters live there. Al Capone yeah. lives there. <laughs> pretty Ms. boy. Capone and some bullets. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Miss Capone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said Piscopo. It's joking. No, I said Miss Capone. Oh, I thought she you said, said because Miss Capone needs some bullets. Miss Capone was like. <laughs> but you see on the mailboxes that it's got yeah. all these yes. different gangsters. We're running out of bullets. Well, the name too. of the ho- place he lives is the Gangster Arms. His yeah. mom must never have been to his place. <laughs> yeah. No. But Tommy has been to yeah. his place. I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got more than one place. Maybe he only moved in there when he moved in with Lil. There you go. Maybe. Well, Lil's there and she's knitting a little something. And he's like, mm. I hope you're re- re- after a really small person. Um, it's just wistful thinking. She wants to have a normal life. But knows Johnny can. Johnny likes the idea of, of a normal life. A neighbor named Fred. Which... This is kind of interesting because that is a shout out to Fred Rogers, as in Mr. Rogers, because Michael Keaton's first job was as a stagehand on the Mr. Rogers neighborhood show in Pittsburgh, and Fred Rogers was his mentor. Christian Slater's first job was working at Mr. Rogers. He ran the trolley. (laughs) That's kind of interesting, too. There you go. All they dream about things, and dreaming can include anything, even shelf paper. Who doesn't like shelf paper? She loves her some shelf paper. <laughs> well, we'll get back to that. <laughs> All right. So Johnny and Lil go to Tommy's wedding, and they're followed there by Danny. Danny and his little henchman. City Hall. Danny and his henchmen are assured that there is a reason why Johnny won't go after Tommy, and they're going to figure out what it is. Because they're right. All right, and just then... Tommy gets married, mm-hmm. and Ma Kel- Kelly tells Lil she's like a daughter to her now and wants to tell her something. What's that that she tells her, Elaine? I go both ways. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and Tommy and, and, and his new wife are hot to trot, and they go to a closet to do the old hibbity-dibbity. Because they've yeah. been waiting for so long. And they both are down to do the hibbity and the dibbity. That's right. And Danny's in the shadows, and he finds out that Johnny and Tommy are brothers. And so Danny's walking by and goes, I can't believe that Tommy is the, Johnny Dangerously's brother. Johnny Kelly's Johnny Dangerously. Tommy's in the closet and overhears this. The overhears, overhears, words are hard. Overhears this. And says, what? And leaves his wife <laughs> mid-coitus. Yes. And she yells, She's mad. that's it. Just then a janitor comes in singing. And he walks in and he goes, oh, Lord. He says, oh, thank you, Lord. Because he walked in on a, re- on a naked lady ready to do the hibbity and the dibbity. Mm-hmm. I don't think she did the old hibbity dibbity. I don't know. She just got married. That would be wrong. 
Well, he freaking left her. And first of all, the first time was going to be in a janitor's closet. <laughs> Second of all, he left. <laughs> so it's okay to, to he break left, your marriage vows? He left her hibbity and dibbity all hanging out there. So it's okay to break your marriage vows moments after you said them because your husband had to run out? No. he found out that his brother's a notorious gangster? You know what? In a satire? Yes. In a satire? Yes. Yes. I expected her to have sex with the janitor. It sh- you know what? There should have been a scene later on where she gave birth to the first child, and the child should have been black. <laughs> She's not wrong. F this. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So, Tommy confronts Johnny right there in front of the courthouse. And he says, you know what? I'll see you in jail. And he goes, you can't. He goes, you know what? I don't want to do with this whole legal battle thing, try and arrest him. They're just going to fight. And if whoever wins, the other one's going to quit. And Johnny says, hey, you can't, can't fight me. I'm too good. Too good. That's <laughs> great line. And they're getting ready to fight. And just in his head, he sees, Ma, you got to throw the fight, Johnny. So Johnny throws the fight. Because all he can see is his little baby brother trying to study it real hard. Yeah, I don't whip my brother's ass, but that's just me. <laughs> all right. So anyway, Johnny tells his gang, whoa, wait a minute. Before that, the whole gang is smoking. They're in there and it's, it's, it's thick. Johnny stops and has a nice fourth wall break and has a nice smoking cessation, cessation commercial. What and is he advertising? Chew. <laughs> gum. Chewing gum. Because what he has in his cigarette case, chewing gum. Yep. Reminds me of uh, Clerks. Where he goes, and he pulls out the smoking long and he goes, you should have some chewies going. Yeah. Cancer merchant. Cancer merchant. <laughs> I know chewing. another group that were just following orders. They're called <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so we cut back and Johnny tells his gang that he is going legit. And uh, uh, Piscopo accidentally shoots... Shoots one another guy, guy. yeah. Hey. Puts a hole in his jacket. New jacket. Danny tells the guys that Tommy is Johnny's brother. And he's like, so? He's going over to turn the keys into the criminal commission. And this upsets Danny. And I don't know why you have to give your keys up to the criminal commission. You don't. Well, because he, <laughs> says, he says, I'm closing this thing tonight. And then uh, Vermin's like, and I'm opening it, op- reopening it under new management. He goes, now without the keys. <laughs> Like but then he keeps telling his guys that they're going to be fine because yeah, he's, he's the only one they want. He's not going to give yeah. any of them up. But he's also firing, firing them all. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, don't tug on that string. <laughs> Would you rather lose your job or go to jail? Lose your job. Yes. They can well, always get work with Roman Maroney. Roman well, Maroney's in Sweden. In Sweden. Uh, well, <laughs> somebody's running his So there's group. a hole in the criminal communities. Right? Somebody's, yeah, somebody's riding to the top, and it's probably going to be vermin, whether Johnny likes it or not. Well, and so Johnny goes to turn himself into the Federal Crime Commission, which is kind of weird, <laughs> because he gives a bunch of evidence on himself, but he finds out that that person's been murdered. And he had just already dropped a, a portfolio with all the evidence mm-hmm. that he needs that he's Johnny Dangerously. Just then, Danny Vermin comes from out the closet and wallops him on the head. Yep. Puts a gun in his hand. And he leaves, and we find this nice um, cleaning lady who had nothing but nice things to say. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, I had, I had like, subtitles wow. on. Wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. whoa. There's you a- kiss my mama with that mouth? <laughs> There's... Most of the jokes are hold up and are fine, but there's a couple of times when you're like... Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was that was one of those moments like, wow, because she said every kind of bad name yeah. about anybody you could say. Thank every you. racial slur. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Danny t- pays off the cleaning lady. says, hey, in a few minutes, go in there and find that. Uh, How much will it cost me for you to go clean that room and forget you ever saw us? Like $10,000. Was it ten? dollars I don't it was what. ten thousand the first time, and it's like twenty seven thousand. I thought it was seventeen the first time. Maybe. I thought it was a weird amount. Yeah. It is always a weird amount. Yeah, and he pulls it out. Yeah, God damn. So Johnny's taken into custody, and he's brought forth. And while they're emptying his pockets, he notices his cigarette case is missing. He says, "Hey, where's my cigarette case?" Lil is dead of post bail, and she has a bunch of cash stuffed in her brazier. Mm-hmm. It's a rather large brazier, so there's a lot of money. But they and say we, they're not going to give him bond. And who tells him it's not going to give him bond? The judge. The skipper. The skipper. Why? Just say Nathan the skipper. The skipper from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> says you're uh, being held without bond. You're like, oh, on whose orders? Just then, Tommy shows up. On mine. You said you were going to go legit, Johnny. Which yeah, you go legit. <laughs> which I don't understand because going legit doesn't mean turning in turning myself in. But it also doesn't mean murdering someone from the federal court. That's true, but like but he was gonna he had all the evidence against Johnny Dangerously and he was bringing it to the Federal Crime Commission. But that would have caused him to go to jail too. How is that going legit? Like I don't understand that. Shh. Yeah, I thought the idea was that he just had to quit. Yeah. He could Shh. quit without I feel like <laughs> I feel like there was a part earlier where he was gonna quit and then Ma needed enough and that's yeah. when Ma needed the saliva surgery. We kinda skipped over that. Yeah. But it's all good. Anyway. Because I think he was gonna quit right after Tommy said he graduated law school. He was gonna go to legit so it wouldn't conflict, but then she needed the saliva surgery. So Johnny tells his brother, find my cigarette case. That's who killed the the federal crime commissioner. This is when the press learns that they're brothers. And the headline reads, brother versus brother. Mm-hmm. Danny confronts Ma, Tommy, and Ma Kelly. Right there. And Ma needs him in the balls. And says, my mother needed me in the balls once. Just once. And we find that Johnny's cigarette case has fallen down. And Tommy picks up, goes, cigarette case, smells like bubble gum. This is Johnny's. And Danny's not too worried about it. Ma Kelly's like, Johnny did tell the truth. And she you sent him up the river. And she punches him. And I know what you're going to say, Carly. Or isn't he the one who's charging his brother with the murder of the federal crime commissioner? And could he just drop the charges? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then we don't get this very cool thing about when Johnny goes to prison. Because Johnny's very popular in prison. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Johnny, Johnny. There's a guy on his way to the chair, and the guards stop to talk to Johnny. And the guy's like, hey, we doing this or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so Johnny gets to his cell. The next day, we see people are being in inter- uh, They're having visitation. Mm-hmm. Alil is there. And Alil tells Johnny that Danny's making a play for her. But it's okay. She'll never leave him. And he's like, no, what I want you to do is get close to him. That way we, we can find out. And we have to prove that he did it and mm-hmm. I didn't. And you hear something, you let me know through the grapevine. And every time I hear that, the words grapevine, I think of the California raisins. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't brought that back. Right? They bring everything back. I really expected to see them come back by now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And here's another scene that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We cut to Tommy, who's working very hard to clear Johnny. 
Whereas all he would have to do as a DA would be, okay, I'm dropping charges against John. <laughs> New evidence has come forward. We're pretty sure it wasn't him. So we're going to be short before we go forward. Done. <laughs> anyway. Well, he wouldn't be able to prosecute anyway, right? It's his brother. Yeah, when they said yeah, he, he was going to prosecute the first trial, or, you know. Yeah. Before Johnny went to jail, I was like, no, he's not. Okay. <laughs> as soon as they find out your brothers, I'm pretty sure they got to bring yeah. that Of course, there's not a lot of reality in this movie because. No. Baboom, baboom, baboom. Tell them about the grapevine. <laughs> well, Tommy's we working hard. to that boy yet. But Ma Kelly has a better idea. She's going to figure this out. So she goes and she meets up with that same cleaning lady. And that cleaning lady's like, oh, go away. She's like, look, we're both ladies. We're both cleaning ladies. And neither one of us is Chinese. No, we're both good. We're both lookers. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And the end it was, neither one of them is Chinese. And she's like, you're right. She says, you've we done do your, have a lot in common. She's like, you've done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> what, how much is it going to take to get you to tell the truth? It's like $19,500. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, Ma Kelly's got that on. She's like, I'm having a good week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Now, Danny has been plotting to get Tommy because why would you just go after this attorney? Why not? Because plot says so. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have well, Tommy kill well, the support. Yeah. Tommy's going to come after him. Mm -hmm. He wants to get rid of this guy and get and somebody in there who he can buy. Tommy knows that he set up Johnny. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Danny has a plan. He's going to get... Tommy to Savoy Theater. And what we know that they listen to the radio and we find out that the district attorney's <laughs> going to be there. And he's like, well, I like that. <laughs> I wonder what time. And they turn the radio off. And I mean, first they turned it off and they're like, what time? They turn it back on. It's eight o'clock. <laughs> turn it off and turn it on. Everything they need to know, the radio just tells them. Aww. And Lil finds out and she's, hey, she tells a bird to get a message to Johnny. She, she puts through the grapevine. Danny's going to murder Tommy at the Savoy Theater. And the bird flies all the way to the jail. And instead of flying to Johnny, who's at one end of the table, he flies to the other end of the table and tells the guy, and they play the game telephone. And then he gets to Johnny. Tommy and Charlie are boys theater. And he goes, Danny's going to kill Tommy at the Savoy Theater. He's like, that's not what I said. He goes, no, but I didn't have this game played. <laughs> or I know this grapevine. Mm -hmm. So just then Johnny has to, he knows he's got to break out of the can. He's eating you know? sushi, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what you have in prison. Yeah. Well, he, maybe he does. Well, those white, uh, those, uh, you know, they call it club fed. Uh, yeah. When uh, Jordan Belfort, the guy who was the Wolf of Wall Street, when he was in jail, they had like tennis courts and shit, mm -hmm. massages. It was like, really? If I ever go to jail, send me there. Yeah. Like, how, do you have to apply for that? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So Johnny tells, you know, he tells the guards, I just can't be here anymore. I'm cracking up. Kill me tonight. It's like, you, you're, we're putting you in the chair in two weeks. I can't stand it no more. It's got to be tonight. And I like, okay, Johnny, just for you, we'll kill you tonight. And we cut to the Savoy Theater. Uh, at the Savoy Theater, Tommy's out, uh, getting out of his car, and he's being interviewed, and he tells the radio that, you know, he's not going to rest until he gets his brother out of jail. If you can hear me, Johnny, hold on. <laughs> And Johnny's priest shows up at the at the jail just to give him the last rites. Mm -hmm. As they're walking, the priest is anomini patri, uh, e pluribus unum, equimi academically. He's running. He doesn't know what that is. Magna cum laude. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, just one of Johnny's guys dressed up as a priest. And welcome to the podcast, that guy. Welcome back to the podcast. He was awesome. Please count him. Oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. He was. 
And as Johnny's walking by other prisoners, they're handing him parts to a Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're going to say. How to get it? They baked him into cakes. Okay. I didn't uh, by that point. Whatever. And, Johnny, and Johnny's. <laughs> they, they're taking okay. The appeals process if you're on death row can take years and years, but they're gonna take him to the chair in two weeks. And he says, "Do it tonight." And they're like, "All right, we'll bump somebody else." <laughs> like at this point, they're handing him pieces of the Tommy gun. <laughs> you're like, sure. All right, and so by the time they get to the end, the warden looks back, and now Johnny's got a full Tommy gun, and he's like, "Hey, like, you, you, guys, you got any last words, Johnny?" And he goes, he's well said. <laughs> he lets him go. And he walks, and they walk outside, and he's like, Johnny, you really want to shoot me, where are you? And he goes, what, with this? And he throws it at him, and it falls to pieces. <laughs> it falls to pieces. And he laughs. <laughs> That's Johnny, what a scam. But then the siren starts to go. Mm-hmm. So just then, job. Lil is standing in the car, and they hop in the car, and they're ready to go. And the priest is with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the theater, Danny's undercover as a bellman. And the skipper from Gilligan puts out an APB for Johnny. He says they're uh, they're traveling in a black car wearing Dressing. prison clothes. Yeah. So just then, good thing, shelf paper. He tears down all the black to find a white car, and they're dressed like fishermen. <laughs> and there's an update to the APB. Johnny Dangerously is now dressed as a fisherman in a white car. Damn it. Pulls out the shelf spotted. paper. Pulls off the shelf paper. And now it's duckies and bunnies. And now they're nuns. And they're nuns. Lil's like, it's going to be for little Johnny Jr.'s room. <laughs> Just then the, the skipper's like, now we have nuns with a card covered in ducks and bunnies. And they're like, ah, shit. And they go to change again. And then somebody pulls up next to them. And his and ass. His <laughs> and his, and his By the priest. And full moon that night. He's not a real priest. (laughs) So Johnny changes into a tuxedo because, you know, people need to kill him. They're going to the Savoy Theater. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) So Johnny arrives just in time at the Savoy Theater, and he runs down just as Joe Piscopo, or Danny rather, had cut a hole in the screen and was about to lay the hot lead down on Tommy. Johnny jumps, and you hear a bang, and and you get the impression that Johnny Johnny had jumped in front of the bullet, took the bullet for but he didn't. Tommy he also, actually, mid, he also did a mid-air shot. Yeah. At a, so Johnny shoots Danny through the screen, and Danny falls through the screen. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Tommy got shot right in that same cigarette case. And he's like, wow, that thing is sure is lucky. <laughs> Lifesaver. <laughs> All right. And da, 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 da. Danny warns Johnny, you shouldn't shoot me, Johnny. My grandmother shot me once. <laughs> once. Just once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And unfortunately, Johnny's still got to go to jail. Because he did escape from prison. Uh-huh. And, and his brother says, oh, come on, governor. Can't you pardon him? And the governor's like, sure. I give him a full pardon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so if you were falsely accused of a crime and you went to jail mm-hmm. and then you escaped, would you, and they caught you, mm-hmm. but they cleared your name. Yep. Would you still have, would you be then arrested for escaping prison? Yes, because it's a separate charge. Just <laughs> checking. It's like you did something else. You, you shouldn't have broke out of jail. I know, it's just like when uh, all those people are like, they should make all drugs legal, and then they could let everybody out of jail. Or, no, they still broke the law. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're not going to let those they're people out. They're not going to let you out. out. You still broke the law when it was illegal. Right. It will suck twice as much that those people yeah. are in prison. It does. But it's like, remember those those guys who got arrested the day before prohibition ended? Yeah. For, for <laughs> violation of alcohol? They still went to jail. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a bitch. But it is what it is. So anyways, we cut to Johnny and Lil, and they prom- promise, premise, promise, words are hard, been up all night. Promise to start a family. And we fin- and we cut back to the to the pet shop. And, and Johnny tells the kid, hey, you guys, your story. And he's like, okay. And he hands him a kitten. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Because remember, kid, crime doesn't pay. The kid leaves. Just then, Lil pulls up in a nice big fancy car. And Johnny puts on his tuxedo. And it's he, a Rolls Royce, I think. Yeah, it's a Rolls Royce. Well, pays a little. <laughs> <laughs> pays a little. And we cut. To the end, the end of the movie. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cut to what? And we cut. It was like, oh, after, after credits. To the credits. Wow, we went through that pretty fast. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of... Um... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a very long movie. Is it? It's only like, it's just over an hour and like 10 minutes. No, All right. It's not two hours and one minute. So let's start with the lane. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Let's start this, with the this, lane. This editor knew what he was doing. Yeah. It's like, it's a satire. We don't need a whole lot of content. This is really... um. This is all about one-liners. This movie yeah. was really just all about one-liners. So, all right, Elaine, what'd you think? My favorite character is Johnny. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Roman Maroney. My favorite line is after Johnny crosses the street in the hail of bullets. You'll feel better if you have a cookie. <laughs> My favorite scene is the escape from prison shelf paper car. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the skipper. The skipper <laughs> is your favorite tertiary object. Yes. I loved Gilligan's Island. The awesome. Skipper is my favorite tertiary That's a show. Object. I would not mind seeing on the Netflix. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so this movie is entertaining. It's lighthearted. It's a good time, and I give it. A, it mostly holds up. I give it a yay. All right, great, uh, Carly. All right, my favorite character, also Johnny, is a charismatic fella. My least favorite character, also Maroney. Because he's terrible. Oh, he was the worst. You just want him to die the whole time. I know. And I'm sad he's not killed and then he goes this way. <laughs> he was so important in half the movie. And they're like, yeah, and he gets the point. <sighs> My favorite scene, at first I thought Elaine was going to say mine, but it's when he is headed to the electric chair and he's escaping from prison. Like they're giving him the pieces of the, the gun. gun. Oh. I liked that. And the priest is just. I prefer shelf paper gun. <laughs> Doing the gibberish. Uh, my favorite line is, you were going to take a bullet for me. Actually, I was just counting on a lot of missing. <laughs> my favorite tertiary object was the random shooters when he was trying to get to work before your favorite line. <laughs> like the one in the stroller and the mannequin and all the stuff shooting at him. And uh, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> it's, it's all about one-liners. I, I'm not all about one-liners. <laughs> I had a backup favorite line, too. What was your backup? Oh, well, wait, save it, because it might be mine. It's not mine, because you didn't know. Tony? Favorite character, Johnny D. Least favorite character, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Favorite line, you shouldn't grab me, Johnny. My mother grabbed me once. Just once. That's your favorite line? I like all of those. All those when he does those. Those are that stupid. So awesome. I will say... By the time he did the last one, he kicks him in the balls. I thought it no, was shoots him. Shoots all him right, him. but I didn't. Oh, 
it took a few times. Like it had to be a recurring joke before I thought it was. I feel like they should have shown like gravestones or something (laughs) after he said it each time. That would have been good. (laughs) My favorite scene is also when he's putting the gun together in the jail. And my favorite tertiary object is the cigarette case with the bubble gun in it. What the hell's wrong with you people? It's a good one. I thought that was too obvious. I feel like that's more of an important object yeah. than tertiary, but okay. Um, it's not as good as a skipper, but it's okay didn't, that you didn't think you so. Pick the glaive is a tertiary object. Who did that? You did I, that. No. Nobody picked it. it I <laughs> argued it was a tertiary object, but I picked the fire mares. Thank you. It was that a tertiary. yay, nay, or a may bang. It was yay, more tertiary. Look, the cigarette case is way more tertiary than your stupid glave. <laughs> glave. <laughs> All right, so my favorite character, also Johnny. Everybody's favorite, because he's just, he's awesome. I really thought about Ma Kelly, though. I really <laughs> like her a lot. Uh, I was almost going to go with Jocko. My favorite tertiary almost object was almost yeah. the steak she pulled out of her purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, my least favorite character, I picked Danny, only because... You're not supposed to like the character, and Joe Piscopo does a good job of being all awesome. likable. I love when he's talking about his gun. He goes, they see him as his knight in shining armor. Well, this goes through armor. <laughs> and through a wall, through a tree outside, the car. <laughs> uh, my favorite object is the Club 25. Nice. <laughs> I like the club. I've always, I, always, I wish there was places like that still. <laughs> Where you go in, and there's like the dance floor, and you can go have dinner in the back. Like, we went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. When we saw the Rat Pack show. I love yeah. that place. That's awesome. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is when the DA is trying to get Tommy to play ball. Yeah. And it's a game show. I've always liked that. I just thought it was funny. And my favorite line is from Roman Maroon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking sneaky bastards. I'm going to rip off of your dork. I'm going to nail it to the wall. I'm going to crush your boils in the meat grinder. I'm going to cut off your arms and I'm going to show up your eye soul. Dirty son of a bitch. My own club. <laughs> I got Carly just shaking her head like, oh, please shut up. I just don't. terrible. He's, He's hilarious. <sighs> All right. And I will give this um, a very strong yay. Hmm. I'll give you it all caps. And all you caps go. yay. Because this movie, it's a satire. It's supposed to be stupid. Right from, um, it sure from is. go. It's it's it over is. the top. It's I like to be, it. So. It doesn't bother me. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Um, I enjoy it. I'll always enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. It's one of those movies you can't watch it too often though, because the jokes do will get kind of old. All right, Carly. Mm-hmm. Hey, my backup favorite oh. line is I don't remember what Vermin says, but the parrot says that he's a sick dumbass, and then he tries to shoot it. And the parrot says, you missed, fuckface. Yeah. <laughs> That's my backup line. That was funny. Oh. And when yeah. it was over and I was trying to figure out my favorite scene, I said, I might take a page from John's book and say the credits. <laughs> oh. 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 I was counting down the time Carly this movie was really over. Carly really, really, really didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes you're like, I just... It's just not the style. I just don't like mm-hmm. movies like this. I don't like Monty Python. Like, I don't like movies that are so dumb and dumber. Like, movies that are mm-hmm. supposed to be funny. I don't think they're, they're funny. They're over the top, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Mighty Python. Uh, I do. Fan. Okay. So anyway, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast talks, and on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe, rate, review, listen to all our episodes, and share them with your friends. We'd love to hear from you. Next week. 
On the podcast? It's Junie's pick. Did he pick one? 2010's The Wolfman. Benicio Del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt. The Wolfman. He said Emily Blunt right as I was writing down the man part of Wolfman, so I put a B. Wolf Blunt? <laughs> yeah, I was writing Wolf Blunt. That's not correct. I gotta write it down or I'll totally forget. I'm I'll be sending you a text. What did Tony pick? And this is not a vampire movie. Is nope. there any vampires in this? Nope. Just Have werewolf. Of vampires? How many? This is what our third movie with the werewolf. Well, we had American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Underworld. Oh, Underworld. Nope. So Underworld. four. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Oh, that's, that's not a wolf movie. Well, hey, the Wolfman was in it, and he had Nards account. Does this Wolfman have to We'll have to find out, I guess. Well, we'll have to look. I think so. Emily Blunt's in it. So, So, oh, hello. Does does she try to rip off his wolf dork? He's like, my dog's in my hand. Does it have an exploding wolf (laughs) scene? Because that's pretty funny. Every time I see it, it's just funny. funny. That scene never gets old. My dog's in my hand. That... It, it did yeah, get old. It did immediately upon its starting. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets like, old. It's lighthearted and fun, and I enjoy. And I don't I mind say, it. But there were parts of it where I was like, "It's too long." I will he say. He said the word "dork" too many times. I appreciate that it was a short movie, and <laughs> some of those movies That's what you want are much worse, mm-hmm. and some of them just never end. So at least this one was short, and I will say I like it more than like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I don't like Dumb and Dumber at all, so. Oh, I hate that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs>